usually around this time of year um when it's dark and cold everyone thinks about being in the caribbean and if you're a mega loaded super rich media mogul you can be found lounging around uh, on a beach in the west indies and uh i thought which media mogul do i know that's possibly going to be in the west indies this time of year simon cowell was busy and i don't know him anyway uh, but i do know charlie dagnall and look look where he is <laughs> oh, well, there's, there's numerous things you've got wrong and the numerous things you got right i probably wear my trousers as high as simon cowell does um which is not the look that anyone's going for let's be honest but it just it seems my body seems to be shaped that way uh but when the super rich media mogul bit my god how have i burgled this trip you wouldn't believe it would you but i'm very very pleased uh to be speaking to you from st kitts uh, where it rained a bit this morning i won't oh. lie it rained a bit uh, but the sun has now come out. It's only 28 degrees. But I'm quarantining. I can't. Um, I can't sort of go out and and, and fulfil the joys of what the island has to offer. Um, I told a few people that that, that I was out there. They say, "Oh, you've got to go to the the Shiggity Shack or whatever it's called." And, Definitely and go, say that. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Um, I can't. I'm not allowed. Uh, we're quarantining in the, in the hotel at the moment. But like I, I said to you before the interview started, if there's anywhere to quarantine, uh, then having beautiful views of, of the hills that I've got and the golf course in the distance, which is torturous because uh, we can't go and play on it. Uh, and, and all the palm trees as well. It's uh, it's not too bad. But yeah, really, really grateful to be here and, and uh, I'm really looking forward to what's coming up. Well, this is the quarantine edition of the show, because later on we'll be talking to Chris Green, who is similarly quarantined in Melbourne after being pinged. I can't, uh, talk, to, I can't talk to Chris Green. I can't <laughs> talk to Chris Green, mates. I can't talk to him. I've commentated with him. I've commentated on him. And he's way, way too good looking a cricketer. He's just he's just he's a model. That's what he is. He's actually just burgling a career in cricket before he actually does the runways and the catwalks of Milan and, uh, and Paris. Uh, he's, he's such a good bloke, is Chris Green, but he's way too good looking to be a cricketer. Very good cricketer as well, isn't he? Yeah, really, really good. And, and one of these, if you like, sort of uh, these franchise cricketers, he's, he's made a very, very good career. Um, around the world, you know, he plays Sydney Thunder, I think is, is his main, um, has been his main team, but he's played CPL, he's represented Middlesex and uh, Warwickshire in the, in the blast, and he goes around the world doing this, you know, I think he realises he's probably not going to be a test cricketer, but he's a blooming good T20 franchise player, and, and that suits him, and, uh, and he's made a very good living doing it, uh, uh, and, you know, he is a quality bowler. Um, yeah, he can hold a bat, but he's a quality bowler. He's a good thinker. He's captain numerous sides, um, and uh, and he's an all round good bloke. When you've got to, when you've got to go into different franchises with a different group of teammates and have to be sort of everyone's mate right from the off, Chris Green is that perfect combination of quality player and genuinely good bloke. Yeah, Webby somehow managed to get him to turn out for Brentwood last year, and he just. Uh... Used to turn up on Saturdays and take wickets and score runs for complete fun. Uh, well, I'm not surprised at it. They've, they've, they've done well getting him to rock up. <laughs> I reckon the opposition are just sort of like going, hang on a second. No, hang on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so you're in St. Kitts. Um, what are you doing out there? Yeah, well, it's the start of um, the Under-19 World Cup. And it's the first one that I've covered. 
Um, and you know me, Moots, the, the one thing that when I'm covering domestic cricket back in the UK or wherever I've covered cricket around the world, the thing that I get excited about, most excited about, is seeing someone new and seeing what they've got to offer, how the, what their character is like, what skills they have. Um, and it's always exciting when you see some young player uh, who you've never seen before and come into a side, usually in, in the blast, say, or something like that, and show them what, or show you what they've got to offer and who we might be talking about in 10 years' time or over the next 10 years, but potentially for international cricket or even domestic. Well, this tournament, you've got 16 teams with 15 per squad who we've practically never seen before. And you think of the, uh, the players that have come through this system. I, I'm out here with Graham Swan at the moment. Now, Swanee was an England under-19. They won it with Rob Key and O.E. Shah um, uh, back in 1998. And there's just three names from that one team who have gone on to have fantastic international careers. You know, Virat Kohli's played in it, Ben Stokes played in it, Joss Butler, Shaheen Shah Afridi, you, they just, Kagiso Rabada, all of these players have actually been through this system and have been mainstays of international cricket for the, you know, the last 20 years or so. They're the ones that we talk about when we're talking about test match cricket or, or limited overs. So I'm hugely excited to see what's on offer. It's a broad spectrum of countries that are here. Last um, Under-19 World Cup, Japan, uh, were involved in it. This year, New Zealand are not coming out. I think that's because of relative COVID restrictions and quarantines and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, so Uganda are here, Canada are here, obviously Scotland, Ireland. Um, so we've got lots of different countries who are, you know, making it a really, truly world event. How they do, how they'll do, who knows? You would expect the test playing nations um, to, to obviously overcome them with relative ease. But isn't that exciting? You might see one or two players that just, the whole point of a World Cup is to try and make it as broad as you possibly can. So that's why we're here. The tournament's taking place over four venues, uh, St. Kitts being one of them. Um, and there are games going on concurrently. So we will broadcast um, one game, but there might be other games going on at the same time. There'll be small uh, camera sort of crews there just covering that so nothing gets missed. Um, but St. Kitts, Guyana, Trinidad, Antigua uh, are the places where it's being held. Um, and it all kicks off, I think, on, on Saturday. My first gig is Sunday, so looking forward to that. And that's England-Bangladesh. Bangladesh, who won it in the previous, um, which is fabulous. Again, I mean, what a lift that is for a country like Bangladesh. What an opportunity that was for Bangladesh when you consider they've never won an ICC tournament, but they won the Under-19 World Cup. What are we going to see? from Bangladesh in test match cricket and one day international cricket in the next 10 years, you know, when they reach maturity. In fact, two of those players that played in that under 19 World Cup winning side played in their recent victory over in New Zealand. So that gives you an indication of where these players go. So I'm really excited about it. I've never covered it before. Um, obviously, being in the sunshine is rather nice. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, uh, that, that, I'd be foolish and I'd be lying to, to you if I said I was. But, but yeah, it's a great opportunity to see these players. I'm really looking forward to commentating on them. And going in, it's the first time I think I've got, gone into a, to a commentary. And I know Butcher's done these 
at tournaments before as well, but actually going in genuinely not knowing who I'm going to be watching or what they've got to offer. Yes, a couple of England players I've seen before. Uh, heard good things about Jacob Bethel from Warwickshire, Tom Prest I've watched uh, at Hampshire. I think Archie Lennon is over, although I've got to check that. But Archie Lennon from Sussex, myself and, and Mark Butcher, we commentated on his first ever game, his debut in the C20 Blast for Sussex. So there's lots of... Um, Lots of excitement and watch out for Rahan, the spinner, leg spinner from Leicestershire. Oh, yeah. um, he looks like he's a real good prospect. So lots to get excited about. It's one of those where you have to keep the scorecards and keep the keep your notes because yeah, totally. in three or four years' time, and I know this from uh, hosting at Billericay, we had an under-19s international uh, tri-nations or whatever it was. Um, and a West Indies 11 that played, and I think this is about 2017 or 2016, maybe. Yeah. Uh, at the time, just a bunch of kids, no idea who they are. But looking back at the scorecard, there's a uh, J Holder, there's an S Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's talking, and, and what we have been given in preparation, and you can, you know, you can't go through reams of reams of stats on these players. And, that's not something I'd do anyway. It's not what I like. I like to learn about them as individuals and where they've come from. There, we've got given, um, every single player has filled out a questionnaire, a, a sort of A4 sided sheet of questionnaire, short answers and, and the like, and they've filled it in and handed it back to the ICC. Well, managed to have a look at some of these. There's some fabulous answers. I mean, some really funny ones as well. I'll, I'll give you one from England. Sonny Baker, who was a quick bowler from Somerset, and there's been a lot of good things. I think he's played a bit of list A cricket, might have played in the championship. I'd have to check. But um, I was looking down his list of answers. And firstly, he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers NFL fan. Well, so am I. So there's a little link there. That was nice. But then it says, so it said, what would you, there was one question which everybody's answered. I've got to tell you about one as well in a second. <laughs> and it, what is your, what would be your walkout tune? What would be your walkout tune if you went out to bat? And Sonny Baker went, Born to be Wild by Steppenwolf. And I went, You'll do for me, son. You'll do for me. <laughs> there was one lad, there was one lad who filled it in, and everyone sort of went for it. And sort of get, and there was a lot of new music. Of course, you'd expect that. These are these are kids that have been born sort of 2002 onwards, which does make you feel astonishingly old. I'm only 45, but I packed in in 2005, and they weren't even one or two. <laughs> um, there was one. There was, everyone sort of gave their answers to, to what their music would be. Some were old tracks, some were recognisable tracks, some were new tracks. And there was one lad. I think he was from the UAE who put down nothing. I would like to walk out in silence. <laughs> Remember when you were on last time, you talked about 100 and you felt you were groovy with the Calvin Harris track that you dug out, only to find out yeah. it was from 2009. <laughs> Absolutely. And that was that was where my sort of thing stopped. I mean, there was, the, who's, it's great. There's, there's questions such as like, who's five guests that you invite to dinner party? And some of the answers are really interesting. Some have just gone cricket. And some, some have put, you know, my parents uh, and all of this, but it's just, it's lovely. And it gives you a little indication as to the personalities of who you're dealing with. And, and I think that's quite good fun. That's party as opposed to work event, to be clear. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> <laughs> 
So where can we hear your dulcet tones uh, over the next few weeks? Well, I believe that Sky have picked up the um, uh, have picked up the rights to it. So I think we're going really? to be on Sky. We're across, uh, obviously, across the world. And, you know, we've only just sort of landed, uh, landed a couple of days ago. Um, and so all of this is, I'm still finding out a lot myself, but I'm, I'm pretty confident that Sky are going to be taking, uh, taking this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, myself's out here, some regular voices that you'll hear, Simon Dool uh, is out on commentary, Alan Wilkins, um, Russell Arnold, Natalie Germanos, Graham Swan, myself, Samuel Badry. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, quite a, quite a few regulars and one or two irregulars, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, really, really looking forward to it, Moose. It's, it's, do you know what? I, I, I always say I get excited about young players young players who's who's going to be the character who's going to be the cricketer that comes in when you side's 40 for four rolls up the sleeves and gets you to a total who's the cricketer that's when the side's 160 without loss that the captain turns to looking for a wicket that's what that's who i want to see and and, and what gets me excited so should be fab mate should be really high high standards too well, we're looking forward to it and looking to hear you back on the OS and, and, and looking forward to seeing a bit of Caribbean sunshine because we all need it, uh, whether you're there or not. Pass it over via <laughs> Wi-Fi to you. And, and, and do you know what? I've only brought, I've had, I realise I've had a shock. I've only brought like like oil, like tanning oil. Oh, nice. Well um, done. Uh, yeah, that, that's going to look really good, isn't it? So um, you might find the, the, the sun protection factor of 50. <laughs> I'm going to look ghostly. When we're on, uh, when we're doing all the preview stuff, but no, it should be great fun, mate. I'm just thinking in the studio, we we need to, we're trying to make some tea, but we've run out of milk. Uh, I don't know if you know anywhere where we give some milk. <laughs> so, so uh, this shows you how much of a donut I am, and these sort of things happen to me. I, I, I don't know why, but I was convinced. So, so we can't go out of the room, and so to order, yeah, obviously, yeah room service and, and stuff like that and your meals get delivered to your door and, and that's pretty much it but if you need anything we have a fridge in the room but if you need anything now one thing i need is coffee in the morning right so i ran down to room service and asked for some coffee and, and creamer and all that sort of stuff well not a great deal arrived so i thought well i'll take this into my own hands knowing full well that the local supermarket delivers so i went online set up an account got myself so the things i need a diet coke of which I'm drinking right now, Diet Coke and milk. So I thought, I've got to have milk for my coffee. Right, okay. So I'm just going on the website and stuff like that and clicking and add this, add that, add the other, fine. Turn up, turned out, when I, and this bag, this enormous bag was outside of my broom. I've got picked it up, I've got blooming, that, that sure, I, that, that's got some weight in it. Opened it up, I've ordered seven litres of milk. Seven litres of milk just for my morning coffee. So I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, what, what have I done? So just not concentrating, maybe a little bit of jet lag, but I've obviously made, and a seven looks a bit like a one, Moots. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> so, so if anyone needs any, if anyone needs any, I've got plenty of it. And I'll be having the milkiest coffees in the world. I'll, I'll be finding all sorts of things to do. To milk pudding, uh, milkshakes. Corn flakes. Uh, all of that. Yeah. I, if, if someone can send me 364 packets of Angel Delight, I am absolutely quitting. Oh, now you're teasing me. Angel Delight. My God. Don't even wait for it to set. Just hoof it down. Just, yeah. just hoof it down. Brilliant. Now, you mentioned Chris Green being the best looking cricketer. Um, yes. 
alongside me and Webby in the studio, making us look very ugly, is one of probably the best-looking commentators, Mr. Matt Kabir Floyd is sat with us. Oh, you got... You've got him on as well. We have. Why yeah. is it? Oh, how how inadequate do I feel now? <laughs> in, 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 in amongst Chris Green and Matt Floyd, you've, you've, you've had to cancel. What you've had to do is you've had to sort of even up the the sort of the the, the attractiveness rating of the program. Yeah. So with them two in one corner, you've now weighed it beautifully, bringing me on. And so that balances the scales somewhat. Um, what a good boy, Matt is. He's an absolute legend. He's alarmingly good looking as well. Those chiseled pictures <laughs> oh. of him. Oh, goodness gracious. Snake hips. Um, oh, I know. It's, it's just, oh. Uh, so yeah, I feel super. Thank you for inviting me on this particular edition. I feel <laughs> fabulously inadequate. But what a great boy. What a great lad. What a great commentator too. Top man. Well, after setting the bar so high in 2021, we've got to start the new year, um, meaning as we mean to, or starting as we mean to go on. So this is where the bar's being set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next week, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, and, Mike, <laughs> Gerard, yeah. and Rob Key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, listen, great to catch up, and uh, I'll let you go back to the uh, not going on the beach or and not going under your sun lounger. Can you get out? Be- Can you leave your room? No. No, I have a balcony though, so um, I'm allowed to go out on the balcony. Although I brought my base, knowing I was going to be in, in quarantine, yeah. I brought my base to do a little bit of practice just to, after I've got some work to do, obviously some preparation to do and all of that sort of stuff. But just giving yourself five minutes break, etc. I brought my base and I've got a little mini amp which plugs into oh. it. I can put my headphones on, I can hear it. Fantastic. I've just broken it. <sighs> Oh, no. <laughs> but it's okay. I've got seven litres of milk, so that really makes up for it. <laughs> well, I hope you've got a proper bass, like a Fender Jazz, not a Steinberger fretless or headless. Oh, I've or got. I've got. Do you want me to show you? Yeah. This is an Ibanez uh, short-scale headless. Yeah. So it's And so it travels. It is so light, but plays beautifully. I don't play it beautifully, but it does play. Beautifully. Uh, so I've got this to um, to muck around with, but now I've broken the little mini amp that goes in, in <laughs> the base of it. Uh, I'm having to play it acoustically, which actually is better because I'm quieter. Uh, um, so I don't have to listen to myself playing all the bum notes that I that I play and the tinny sounding ones. But it's a uh, uh, yeah, great little great yeah. little uh, little thing to, to to muck about on to try and improve. As I slowly have been trying to improve for the last five years. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, mate. Well, good luck. Uh, we shall be listening out for you and we'll catch up again very, very soon. But always, um, and thanks for your support of the show for quite a long time now. I can't, I've lost count of how many times you've been on, but... Uh... It's, it's basically when you can't get anyone else, or if you do need to balance up the attractiveness factor <laughs> on, on, on a particular episode, then, then I'm only too happy to oblige. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, mate. And on that bombshell... <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Dagnall, all the way from St. Kitts, covering the, uh, is it the World Cup Under-19 that's going on? Yeah, Under-19 World Cup. Under-19 World Cup. Well, we'll be following that and uh, we'll keep you updated and we'll come back and check in and see how you're getting on. Yeah, please do. Anytime, mate. Maybe when I've gone to Antigua. (laughs) As you do, as you do. Charlie Dagnall, all the best and we'll speak soon. Cheers, mate.